0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم <تصفيق> قال المصنف أبي إسحاق الإلبيري رحمه الله عليه وإن ركب الجياد مسومات لا أنت مناهجت قوة ركبته
1: الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وبعد we praise and thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala our creator we invoke peace and blessings on our messenger muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, upon his family his companions and all those that follow the right path until the day of resurrection we continue with the poem of Abi ishaq al ilbiri <coughs> on the importance of talab ilm uh, he says in this debate i think uh, it's one that we skipped last week so we will start from uh poem number rather line number 38, where he says Uh, Talking about the comparison, he's still comparing uh, knowledge to affluence. He says if the person who has a lot of money is going to ride on the most expensive of horses, of course we have to understand that this poem was written more than 700 years ago. In those days, the best mode of transport was the horses and the camels. So jawad Musawamatin marked horses, horses with marks on them. This was the most expensive type of horse. In modern times, we would say the most expensive of cars. Either rakiba if the rich man is going to ride musawwamatin, The most expensive of horses taqwa rakibta. As for you, you are not riding on horses But you are riding on the path of taqwa Which is the path of obeying Allah When you ride on the path of taqwa Which is obedience to Allah And submission to Allah This takes you to Jannah. When you ride on horses or expensive cars, Jawad Musawamat, this can only take you from one place to another but within the world. Expensive cars do not travel to Jannah. Expensive cars do not leave the realm of the world. You can travel from here to another place, maybe from here to uh, Livingstone, to Lusaka. You could have a private jet. You could travel from here to uh, another country, but you can never leave the world. You will be within the world. A private jet cannot fly you to Jannah. It cannot take you where Taqwa can take you. Taqwa is not going to fly you to a place in the world. Taqwa is going to fly you to a realm outside the world, which is Jannah. So if the affluent man, the rich man, is going to say, I ride expensive cars, say, I ride manahijat taqwa, the obedience of Allah, and this takes me to Jannah. Then he says, Naam. Um, this I did explain in the, in the last uh, muhadara, not the last muhadara, the last muhadara on uh, Abi Ishaq al Ilbiri. I said, um, You will find that most of the time, the most beautiful women, especially the untouched women, belong to the rich people, those who have the money if there is a beautiful woman in an area and you come and you want to marry her with your ilm if you don't have the affluence you don't have the money no one is going to give her to you for uh, marriage but if someone else who is richer than you comes and asks for the same woman he will be given but here abu ishaq al-ibiri says if they are first to the most beautiful women the untouched women, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also given you a privilege over them. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted you untapped wisdom. Wisdom which no one else has come up with. And you will find that most of the time, the scholars will come up with sayings or a way to understand things, an angle that no one else has ever thought of. This is the hikam or the wisdom which Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has given them, and this wisdom is bikr, something that has never been said by someone else before them. Someone that I mean, something that was never discovered by anyone else. That's why when we say the qawl, we attribute it to the person who said it. For example, if we recite the abiyat daila ayyama ta'falu ma tasha'u tib nafsan idha hakam al or everyone knows immediately that's Imam Shafi'i. Some deep wisdom in those Abiyat. And this wisdom is attributed to Imam Shafi'i. Ever since we started explaining this manzuma of Abi Ishaq al Ilbiri, how much wisdom have you learned from this novel? How much wisdom? A lot of wisdom. And most of it is virgin wisdom, which you've never heard before. So if people are busy um, hunting down virgin women, This Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri and the other scholars are busy coming up with wisdom which no one has ever heard before. Wisdom which is going to be attributed to them until the end of time. Abu Ishaq al-Ilbiri died more than 700 years ago. Today we are in Africa, in Zambia, the most unlikely of places learning the manzuma of abu ishaq al-ilbiri not to talk about other halakat, other circles of knowledge around the world in morocco in egypt in algeria in saudi arabia all sitting learning this manduma of abu ishaq al-ilbiri because this is virgin wisdom wisdom which everyone can listen to until the end of time and say subhanallah this is great wisdom so what would you prefer yahya uh, a virgin woman or virgin wisdom yeah a virgin woman she dies you die both of you are forgotten that is the end but with wisdom you live forever this is the hikmah which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to those that he chooses allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he gives wisdom to the one that He pleases. As for the one who has been given wisdom, he has been given a lot of good things. But only the wise people who notice this. If Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given you wisdom, if Allah gives you ilm, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you a lot of good which cannot be compared to anything else in the world. Is
0: that
1: clear? (laughs) Yes. If you don't have If you're empty-handed, Allah didn't give you wealth, it's not going to harm you in any way. It won't harm you. But ignorance is going to harm you. Lack of money does not harm you. It's ignorance that harms you. There are many people who were not born with money. They didn't have money. And no harm came their way because they didn't have money. I told you last time we met that. If you're hungry and you eat a piece of dry bread and some water, you'll be able to chase away the hunger, not so. You will chase it away and you'll feel okay even if they bring expensive food after that, you find you don't you don't have appetite for the expensive food because the hunger has been chased away by a piece of bread and some water. So not having is not going to harm you in any way but not to know Allah, to be ignorant of your Lord, not to know who Allah is, not to know why you are in the world, not to know what you are created for, not to know how you're supposed to be living your life is going to harm you, definitely. A certain prominent Sheikh um, narrates a story of a grandfather of his. He says this man became very, very old, And he reached a stage where he would not recognize, you know, the majority of people. If you come to him, you say, Grandfather, do you recognize me? He he doesn't recognize you. So he says this man went to him, one of his grandchildren, and said, "Uh, Grandfather, do you recognize me? He looked at him. Obviously, he didn't recognize him. He said... If, if Nifa, I don't know you, if I know Allah, then I'm okay. <laughs> he says, Grandfather, you know me. If, if Nifa, I don't know you, if I know Allah, then, then I'm okay. And that is the truth. Even if a person grows old and he forgets all of you, if he knows who Allah is, then he's okay. If you ask him, Who's Allah? he knows Allah. You ask him, who's this one? I don't know him. And this one, I don't know him. Is, is that a problem? It's not a problem. There are many people among us who, who are not that old, still young. They know everyone except Allah. They know their friends. They know their families. But they don't know who Allah is. They don't know who God is. To know Allah, to know God, is the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Even if you came into the world and didn't know anyone but God, that would be enough. So, iqtar is not going to harm you in in any way. But not knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to harm you. So, your most important mission is to know Allah. Who is allah how can we know allah how can we fear allah by understanding the scriptures understanding the quran understanding the hadith allah described himself in the quran <laughs> وَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الْحَكِيمُ Go, read read this verse and understand who, who Allah is. Who is Allah? What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want from us? That's that's the first ilm you're supposed to have before any other ilm. Then he says, رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ
0: فَمَاذَا عِنْدَهُ لَكَ مِنْ جَمِيلٍ إِذَا بِفْنَاءِ
1: If only you knew, he says, uh, فَمَاذَا لَهُ عِنْدَكَ مِنْ If only you knew what beautiful things Allah has for you if you obey Allah. If only you knew what beautiful things he has for you if you obey him. He has beautiful things for you not only in the hereafter. He also has some beautiful things for you in the world if you obey him. You know, usually when the, we tell the stories of the companions of the Messenger وسلم, such as Abi Huraira, Anas bin Malik, I think you've heard the part where they say Abu Huraira was a very poor man. Alright? Abu Huraira was a very poor man and he never had any food most of the time. Sometimes he would go to bed hungry and sometimes he would tie a rock to his, to his stomach. Uh, in order that he, you know, in order to control the hunger. He was a poor man, all right. But the part that they usually don't tell you is that Abu Huraira, anhu, later became the governor of Medina. Do, do you know that? You didn't know that? Abu Huraira, Radiallahu anhu, later became the governor of Medina. And Abu Huraira became a very rich man. He had everything he needed in the end. Anas bin Malik, Radiallahu anhu, who was a servant, he was poor, of course, as a a boy, as a servant. But then, maybe you haven't read the parts of the history that says Anas bin Malik became a very rich man and had 100 children and grandchildren in his lifetime. Like when he brings together his children and grandchildren all of them numbered 100,000 uh, sorry 100 So these people went through difficult times But they obeyed Allah and they had sabr and in the end Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them the dunya and the akhirah. He gave them the world and he gave them the hereafter Abu Huraira did not die a pauper Abu Huraira died a rich man. Allah gave him. He that wants the rewards of the world, the things of the world. dunya wal akhirah. Allah has both. Allah has both the world and he has the hereafter. He wants you to ask him for the hereafter and he will give you both the hereafter and the world. But our problem is we keep asking for the world and we don't care about the hereafter. If you see a man raising his hands in dua, most of the time it's because he's asking for the world as opposed to the hereafter. وما له فِي الْآخِرَةِ من خَلَاقُ You find among the people those who say ربنا، our Lord، آتنا في الدنيا حسنة. Give us the good things of the world. من خَلَاقُ He doesn't he doesn't want anything of the hereafter. There is nothing for him ومنهم ربنا آتِنَا في الدنيا حسنة. And among them are those who say, Our Lord, give us the good things of the world and also the good things of the hereafter. If you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the hereafter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you the world. The same applies to this, to this ilm, this knowledge. You seek knowledge for the sake of the hereafter, not for the sake of the world. But When you seek knowledge, Allah gives you the world on top of the hereafter. He does. He does give you the world as well. He gives you the world and He gives you the hereafter. So if only you knew what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for you in the world and in the hereafter, if you obey Him, if you seek knowledge, if you follow what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to do, your world is going to be good. And the here your hereafter is going to be good.
0: No.
1: No. This is just my my advice. Who's saying that? Mahmoud, who's saying this is my advice? Abu Ishaq al Who's he saying that to, Yusuf? Who's he telling? Who is Abu Ishaq talking to? Abu Bakr. He's talking to Abu Bakr. Not Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu. A different man called Abu Bakr. He says, accept my advice and follow it and practice it. If you follow it and practice it, you are a winner. You know, sometimes advice comes from who might not be very wise someone might not be very wise but sometimes they could give you advice which is very wise so when someone gives you advice don't don't look at the person consider the advice think about the advice is this sensible is it not sensible sometimes you could get from a man who is uh, intelligent advice that is not appropriate that's possible, isn't it? A wise man could sometimes give you advice, and the advice is not 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 mustaqim, it's not very good. And sometimes a man is not very wise, he's considered foolish, but he could give you some, some good advice. That's why I keep saying you will never attain knowledge until you listen to three types of people. I keep repeating this. In order for you to attain knowledge, you need to listen to three types of people. Those who know better than you, those who know less than you, And those who are on the same level as you. If you find someone teaching, preaching, explaining the Quran. Don't say, "Uh, after all I'm more educated than him. Therefore I can't sit and listen. There is always something to learn. Even if the person is less educated. And obviously you can learn from those who are more educated than you. And sometimes you could learn from people who are just like you. Don't say, you can't, give, you can't give me bayan because you're not an imam. Listen, that's, you, don't, you don't need to be an imam. If you know something from the Quran which you can share, or something from the sunnah which you can share advice, you have to give advice. For example, do I need to be an imam to tell someone, Akhil Karim, uh, please, you should, you, should, you should pray five times a day. It's important that you should pray five times a day. Uh, am I supposed to say, no, 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 you're not, you're not an imam. Don't tell me to pray five times a day. It's the uh, duty and responsibility of the imam. You can't tell me to pray five times a day. Can't say that. Because everyone can give advice. So Abu Ishaq is being humble. He says, accept my humble advice. You might be more intelligent, more educated, but this is my humble advice. And it's sincere. If you work by it, you are a winner. Yeah. <UTOM miss Common>
0: if,
1: if you follow my advice and you change your business so that you start dealing in ilm, in then you will never be a loser. You know, knowledge, seeking knowledge is the one business where there is no loss. Seeking knowledge is the one business where there is no loss. Every, every business in the world, you know, has uh, sometimes gain, sometimes loss. Not so. You invest. Sometimes you don't get what you expected to get from the business, but with knowledge, Each time, every minute you invest into this ilm, every minute you sit in the masjid, every minute you sit in the classroom, every minute you open the mushaf, every minute you open any book to read is only gain. There is no loss. There is absolutely no loss. So if you want a business, that's never going to disappoint you where everything is just gain 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 and no loss that business is the business of ilm go for knowledge i want to mention once again there's something i've mentioned before you know you find young young men arguing among themselves saying uh for me i i i, I want to get educated i want to go to school uh i want to become Hello. a doctor I, I i want to become uh a pilot and then the other one says, no, no, no. Uh, education and regular jobs, not, not for me. For me, I'll go for business. I'll be buying and selling. And Well, if, if someone goes to school, I can guarantee you, if you ask me for advice, if someone goes to school, there is no loss. He can't lose. He can't lose. But the businessman, well, maybe things will go well for some time, but there comes a time when, uh, well, things are not going so well. Like we see in the world today, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, uh, make things easy for us. Uh, businesses have been affected. Uh, people are not able to trade the way they used to trade. Uh, money is, is difficult to find. For, for those who got educated and have regular jobs, the company can't say uh, uh, money money is difficult, therefore we won't pay you. You understand my point? Ilm, this is just worldly ilm. What about religious knowledge? There is no loss. It's never a loss. It's the only investment where you get ribh. Gain only and no loss. Can someone uh, I would like to challenge someone to to tell me how knowledge can be a loss? How how you can lose? Sorry? Yeah, if if you don't practice if you don't practice, then it's, it's a loss for you. And a person who doesn't practice is not considered an alim. An alim is a person who knows and practices. Nah. Then he says,
0: <laughs>
1: This, this world is nothing. This world is not anything. This world is nothing. Sometimes sometimes you're happy. Sometimes you're sad. That's the world, right? I would like to share with you um, uh, eight things which make the world. Eight things through which every person is supposed to pass as long as you are in the world. If you're alive and you're a human being, you have to go through these eight things. Do you know what they are? They make the world. Every human being has to go through these eight things. What are they? One, meeting and parting. That's to meet people and then later be separated from them. Who can say that has never happened to me? I never met people and then got separated from them. Everyone has to go through that, right? We met people and we got separated from them. Maybe they died, maybe they went to another land. So it's part of our life to meet and be separated. You can never run away from that. It's a part of the world. The next thing is happiness and sadness. This, everyone has to go through it. It's always alternating. You're happy, then you're sad then you're happy, then you're sad. Sometimes, sometimes you're sad not because something bad has happened, but simply because that is the way the world is supposed to be. You just wake up sad one particular morning. Akhil Karim, what is the problem? Says, oh, oh, who told you I have a problem? No, but you don't look happy. Oh, I look happy. Is there, is there a problem? If you try to to uh, 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 you know like ask him, there's no problem, but why is he sad? Because the world is like that. Just understand. Sometimes people are happy and other times they are sad. They, they don't want to talk. If you find them sad, just leave them alone. Okay? Just understand it's the world. Dunya is like that. You, you don't experience that? You're, you're with a friend of yours and one minute you're talking nicely and everything is okay and the other minute he just decides to, to become sad. What's the problem, my friends? Just, just in a bad mood. So dunya is, is like that. And sometimes, well, people become happy, maybe because they, they gain some money or something, but sometimes they just they just become happy for nothing. We just see them one day in, in a bright mood. They just wake up, oh, mashallah, smiling and everything. Understand dunya is like that. Don't think they're going to be like that forever. Uh, in three, four hours, the mood is going to swing. They they become sad. These are things all of us have to go through. So meeting and Uh, Parting, it's a part of our life. Being happy, being sad, that's a part of our life. Easy times, difficult times, it's a part of our lives. Difficult times are not only for those without money. Even those who have money have their own uh, difficult times. A person is rich, but if you go to him, sometimes he'll tell you, ah, these times are very, very difficult. But how can you say... Uh, difficult times. You're a millionaire. You you, you you, have $100 million to your name. Yeah, but things are not good. Business is not moving. Uh, things are difficult. But yeah, he has his difficult times. You also have your difficult times move round and round trying to find some money to buy some bread and some milk and you can't find it. That's a bad time for him. For him that's, that, that, that doesn't appear in uh, 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 I mean, on, the, on the list of priorities, bread and milk. But he has his difficult times. You also have your own difficult times. You don't have the problems. He has. You have your own problems. So difficult times and easy times are for everyone. All right. Sometimes you go through a tough uh, phase in your life. Maybe for, more, for many years. Sometimes 10 years, 15 years, and things are difficult. Then after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just brings the opening. Then, sickness and health, it's a part of life. Everyone, everyone has to go through sickness, whatever type of sickness. And then after that, they're healthy, then sickness, then health, just like that. So, if you understand that these are part of our life, inevitable, inevitably, these are part of our life. Meeting, parting. So if you know, people have to meet and people have to part. When, when you lose a, a loved one, if you understand this principle and you understand it's a part of our life, you will understand, we met, now we are parting. It's a part of our life. We met, then we parted. When you came to the world, did you have a son? Did, did anyone come to the world with a son? or a daughter you were alone then you met you met your son or you met your daughter no one is born with a wife you met your wife you met your grandfather your fathers you met these people then time has to come when you must part all right either you go or your father goes so if you understand this is a part of our life you say this, this is what the Sheikh was talking about that day. This is departure time, time to part. That way, inshallah, you won't feel so bad because you know it's a part of life. If you wake up one morning and you feel, well, not really in a good mood, don't worry. Just say, oh, it's one of those times, sometimes happy, sometimes sad. So I'm sad today and I'll be happy, inshallah, after, after some time. If you wake up one day and things are difficult, there is there is no food in the house, it's part of that difficult time uh, uh, and easy time, and the easy time is going to come. It's a part of our life. If you're sick, you understand this is time to be sick, and there is also time to be healthy. All right? Now, <laughs> In Harumta. If you think about the world, he says, the world is much more like your shadow, or the world is like your dream. The world is like a shadow, it's like a dream. It passes, and you don't feel like you really went through this experience. It just feels like like it was in a dream. For example, uh, Sheikh how how long have you been in this city? Like 15 years. Uh, can, you, can you remember all the details of these 15 years, like each day how you woke up and what you did? Can, can you remember? I didn't remember? It all looks like a dream, right? Like, like it didn't it didn't really happen, right? Uh, how many nice meals have you enjoyed in the, in the 15 years that you've been in this city? Sure. Some nice dishes, some real nice meals. How many have you had? You, do, you feel, do you feel it? Like I really ate nice dishes? Yeah, it's, it's like a dream, huh? Subhanallah. In a dream, you dream that you're in Germany, you're in Paris and enjoying in a hotel. When you wake up, the dream is over. All right. That's the end of the experience. The world is like that. If, if you went to Germany, uh, I know the majority of you have traveled the world. You went to Germany, you went to France, you went to Switzerland, different parts of the world. But today, when you think about it, it's just like a dream. In fact, when you start talking about it, people get irritated though, oh, please. When they see you now, he'll start talking about France, please. (laughs) It's over. It's like a dream. So that's what the world is and that's what we fight for. Something that within a short period of time is going to become, is going to pass like a dream or like a shadow. You see how the shadow disappears? One minute it's here, the next minute it's not there. The world is exactly like that. It's like your dream when you dream. But then, Sheikh uh, sulaiman in the 15 years that you've been here, can you, can you remember all the things that you have learned in this, in this place and do they help you in life? A lot of things that you have learned in this place and you still apply them in life and they make a difference in, in your life. The, the rise doesn't make any difference now in your life, does it? So, which is more important? Which is more important? You, you went to America, you did business, but how's that helping you in your life now? Nothing. If that period of time was spent learning, we would see the difference now. We would be saying, Sheikh Fulan, Assalamu Alaikum, Sheikh Fulan, teach me, Sheikh Fulan, correct me. So that is the difference between ilm and mal. For money, when it goes, it's a dream. But ilm, even if you learned it 20 years ago, 30 years ago, the afar the impact remains in your life. Are we together? Can we read one more bite or have we run out of Fortunately, we've run out of time. We continue uh, this manbooma, inshaAllah, uh, by the grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, next week. Our next mahadara is on Saturday at the same time, inshaAllah. <laughs> سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك سبحان ربك ربي ليزا تعب ما يسفوه على الله